Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend program. I'm your host, Matt Townsend, your relationship coach, your guide on the side. We do what we can on our program every Monday through Friday to help you and your loved ones grow healthier, happier lives. And today, it's going to be no different. We're talking about a very, very big subject. Now, as just so you know, on the side when I'm not on the radio, I'm out working with couples. I have a, a program where they go through my program and they learn to talk. And a lot of them bring in an issue that you may have experienced with your own spouse. Now, some of you might be out there driving truck. Some of you might be coming home from work where your wife works as your office manager. Some of you um, have tried to like start a little side business together because the economy is not doing so well. So today we're talking about working with your spouse. Okay, good idea, bad idea, drama, tragedy, comedy, what is it? And we're bringing on, just to start the show, we've got a whole slew of guests to bring on to help you out with this idea. So if you and your partner are thinking about putting together a business, you might want to listen to the show. If you are in the middle of it and you're wondering what on earth you've done and why you're doing this, we want to give you some tools, some ideas as we go through it. Uh, But we're bringing on uh, one of my favorite men, Don Shaline. Oh, cute old Donna. You may recognize Don's <laughs> voice. Give him a little voice there, Don. Hello there. I'm Don Shalom. Not the sultry one. Oh, the, sorry. The, 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 <laughs> Don's been a DJ. He's done it all. But Don is the station manager of BYU Radio. Yes. He uh, also plays the uh, keyboard. Oh, yeah. Actually, I do. In the keyboard BYU band. Flute in the keyboard uh, mascot band, yes. <laughs> what do we call the band? We don't have a name. It's the BYU... The Broadcasting yeah. throwback yeah. to the 70s. Yes. But That's it's a exactly really good man. Well, thank you. And you're a really good manager. So here's the deal, Don. Yeah. You understand business. You understand management. You've done a lot. Now, you have actually started some businesses with your wife. I have. And, and actually, I have to clarify. Yeah. I, each of us have, have has started a business of our own. We didn't start it together. Oh, you were okay. You just... it, it's kind of like I, I started a business, she started a business. All Each right. of us, we, we had our entrepreneurial periods where yes. we said, hey, this is a business I want to do. I, mine was a, a, an ad agency recording studio kind of a thing. Okay. And I, I'd always wanted to do that. So I finally just, got a chance to do it. You just brought her on to help? I did because she saw how excited I was uh-huh. and she saw that I was getting busier and busier. Yeah. And as things got you know successful with the business, you need more help. And so her very first thing... I need to say something first yes. too. You got a lot I of I am married here. to I have a whole <laughs> lot of these. I am she's probably listening. No, I am I am married to an angel. I yes, really am. No, she, fact, is, she is she is a sweetheart. She you married is up, let's say, Don. Yes, I did. I married above my station. Way above here. your yeah. pay grade. But um so so yeah, she she offered to help with uh, you know with, with uh, some of the uh, the bookwork side of the business and and uh, and that that side of things. Well, it seems like it should be a no brainer yeah. because it, she you were even saying she got into it because she saw your passion. Yeah, yeah. And so the research shows that couples that have shared passions do better together. But the research also kind of shows when we work together, that doesn't always go so well. well so what, have you, yeah. what did you learn? So overall, if somebody came up and said, hey, Don, is it a good idea to work with my wife? Would I you would first say, say, well, I know your wife, and she's not that great to work with. <laughs> yes. And then after I said there. that, I would say, 
Yes, in the yard and uh-huh. doing the dishes. At home. That's an excellent idea. It's uh, interesting. Honestly, we, we think differently, my wife and I do, about things like filing. Yeah. For instance, I, I'm a, with any, I, I have certain tabs I put on certain yeah. files and, and file in a certain way that I think just drive her nuts. <laughs> See, I don't file. My, that would kill yeah. my wife. Yeah, yeah. And, and yet she has a way of filing, too, that I can't find anything. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Yeah. So filing. So that apparently, I mean, that's a simple little thing. Did but... either because you're working here now, Don? Did either of these businesses work? <laughs> yeah, they, they or actually is it just did. The filing system that the, brought the, the it to its filing knees. brought it to its knees, and it never worked again. No, uh, and and actually though, the funny thing is, after a while, and and I, I honestly, I never got angry or yelled or anything. But after a while, she could see I was kind of like, this wasn't this working. isn't working. So that's when she decided to be entrepreneurial and start her business. Oh, it's so she started up a business after what I. What was her business? Well, uh, her business was she has been a massage therapist. Okay. And, and has opened massage therapy schools down in the same wow. southern Utah area. Uh, and so she opened a massage therapy school, taught taught therapists. Um, and it turns out years later, because it was also very successful. I, my business, I actually changed directions. You did? Uh, yeah. I, I got into, that's when I started getting into uh, uh, academics and, and uh, helped out uh, with a, a college uh, with their media department. Okay. Got some, some different directions there. So I closed my ad agency, closed my, uh, that, that part of the business. Yeah. And went to help her at her business. Okay. Now we all know why, Don. It's massage. Well, you, you were thinking I was you were going to bring work well, home. Yes, yes. And they don't, do they? <laughs> no. They never do. <laughs> no. They never do. No. But uh, but I, I thought, well, I've got, I've got business uh, skills here that I could help out and yeah. I could do some things. And I did help in the recording side and we created instructional materials and things like that. That all went real well. The part that didn't go so well was me just sitting at the desk handling oh, that kind of like calls the day-to-day. and things, stuff like that. I wonder if – and what do you think? Because it seems like if the finances were – if you were very dependent on the finances, mm-hmm. this would even be worse. Yeah, yeah. Because then it's like every decision is impacting your home life. Yeah. But maybe like if you had another job and we were just kind of doing it on the side. Which is kind of – for me, that's how that's it was. It I, was I was a very expendable employee. It was yeah. kind of like you know she could say, "Hey, Don, she- <laughs> you're probably pretty busy, aren't you?" Yeah, you're probably. Did she fire you, or did you have to just quit? Or I think it was it was a reduction in workforce. That's what that she called. <laughs> did she say it's not you, Don? It's me. We'd love to keep you. It's just times are tough. You know, I recognize those words. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she read it out of the HR online handbook. Yes. how to fire your partner, <laughs> especially That's, when it's your husband. It, it's a big deal too because. Um, the opinions are different. Like my wife didn't value me. So she actually uh, – I do all these speeches and stuff. And so she takes the calls to set up the speeches. Mm-hmm. But what I'm finding out is she doesn't necessarily think I'm worth as much as I think I am. <laughs> so when she like bids when me she out, bids you, yeah. I'm, she's always underbidding me. Yeah, which man, is we'll kind of rude. For five bucks, you bet. <laughs> you know what? You don't need to pay that much. No, as a matter of fact, I know. I know. Yeah. I've got some inside information. And you know what you else is yeah. funny about my wife? Is she's so inherently honest uh-huh. that she kind of thinks it's dishonest to say a price uh-huh. that she knows. Like, so instead, she'd just rather say what we'll take. Yeah. And I'm like, no, you can't start with what we'll take, <laughs> and you can't. You just kind of got to start where they are. And she's like, yeah, no, let's just keep it simple. That's right. And then you fight about it. And that you don't have to fight about it. You never fought, did you, Don? I'm, look how quiet I am. <laughs> I, I was wondering. Isn't it a nice day out there? You understand And the it's a sunshiny day. But yeah. see, she, you've got a great <laughs> wife, too. That, I do. And she's um, – so what would you think? If I called her right now, would she say, for sure, 
Which part? Work with your spouse. Nope. She'd say no way. <laughs> Don't you think most people would? Yeah, she, she wouldn't say it quite that definitely. But uh, still, I think we both came to the agreement that, you know, we're best doing what we do yeah. well with our own circle of people that we do it well right. with. Yeah. And w- luckily you're here at school now. Oh, I love it here. Yeah. And what does she do now? She actually is she retired she sold her business and and she is Great. she's gardening what a deal <laughs> yeah she's she's enjoying a beautiful vegetable garden does she and, want you to help her garden yeah Oh, I, I can and see that works great. That's manure, but that's di- that's, <laughs> that's division of labor. Yeah, I build the grow box. That's I'm terrible easy. with actually growing things, but she's great at growing things. So, did you notice it was easier to just kind of cohabitate and work together than it was the business? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's me. Maybe I just get so in business mode that maybe, I maybe, huh? Yeah, that I don't translate very well into partner mode. Yeah, because well, maybe too our identities are a, a lot around what we're doing yeah. and our pay. This is important, and yeah. it's yeah. easier. Hmm. Mm. Interesting stuff, Don Shaline. So overall, you'd kind of say tread easy, be careful. Yeah, if you can find ways to support each other by giving each other space. Yeah, space. as opposed to. Giving each other advice or help right there in the middle of the business. I love it. See, Don, that's why you're the manager. Is it? And that's why we all have the problems and we take them to you. Uh huh. And then you go. Just give me some space and I'll be fine. Just give me some space. (laughs) Don Shaline, our very own station manager here at Brigham Young University Broadcasting or BYU Radio. Uh, he is the man, the myth, the legend, and uh, according to our first guest, uh, would not necessarily recommend working together, even though he loves his wife. Very much. And she's a saint. Yep. And she is so um, lucky to have you, Don. We are too, oh, my man. friend. We're going to come back after this, and we're going to be bringing on some more guests, plus start giving you some tools. How should you actually approach working with your partner? So far, tread lightly is the advice. You're listening to The Matt Townsend Show right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. A rover that eats and runs using bacteria power. This is Innovation Now, bringing you stories of revolutionary ideas, emerging technologies, and the people behind the concepts that shape the future. Imagine a tiny rover that doesn't use batteries or even solar cells for power, but one that lives off the land. Such a probe could run almost indefinitely, powered by a bacteriological fuel cell. And one is under development by the Naval Research Laboratory in cooperation with the NASA Innovative Advanced Concepts Program. NIAC is an effort of the NASA Chief Technologist's Office to find breakthrough concepts for the future of space exploration. The fuel cell project will try to get its electricity from the breakdown of sugars as bacteria consumes them. In theory, it could generate more power than lithium batteries of today, but it has to build up that power over time, operating in small bursts of energy. Locomotion for such power would be more like hopping than rolling. The experimental research will develop the circuitry and systems that could make future bacteria-powered micro-rovers run with incredible range. NASA is interested in adapting the technology for future planetary probes that could feed off local materials and never run out of fuel. For Innovation Now, this is Buddy Rubino. Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA and is distributed by WHRV. Visit us online at innovationnow.us.
<sighs> Parenting can be a tricky business, and we all know families don't come with a handbook. That's why we can learn from world traveling family coaches, the Ayers. Join the Ayers on the road for family, parenting, and general life advice Monday through Thursday, 6 30 p.m. Eastern, on Sirius XM 143, BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. R E S P E C T. Aretha Franklin there. Pod that up a bit. Let's listen to old Aretha. This is the only way to work with your spouse. Okay. R E S P E C T. That's all you got, my friends. We're trying to help you and your partner, if you're going to so choose to do this, how do you go about.、Um, Making a, a working relationship or your marriage into a working relationship, how do you make it succeed? Should you even be trying it? We've talked to our first guest who says, you know, he's tried a couple businesses, not so good, but great, loves his wife to death, but they kind of found out maybe there's other ways to be together and be supportive.、Um, sometimes, you know, we can do a lot to prevent confrontations in our marriage. Our producer, Madison, shares her experiences with how boundaries and respect. Can help not just marriages, but if you are married, it can help you work with your spouse. Growing up, children are aware of the quality of their parents' marriage. They know what sets them off, how to cool them down, etc. By watching my parents, I think that they have the perfect marriage. Sure, they have had their hard times, but they still love each other, and most importantly, in my view, they respect each other's boundaries. A prime example is a car trip. We would make the 12 hour car trip from California to Utah at least once a year to visit family. How my parents would make it work is that my dad was in charge of the food. My mom was always in charge of music and movies that were playing in the back to keep the kids entertained. My dad always drove at night, and my mom always drove in the afternoon. With these separate boundaries and responsibilities, if something went wrong, they would own up to it. They were not expecting the other to be keeping track of what they were doing, swooping in to save the day, etc. These boundaries reduced confrontation. They would respect each other and keep to their own sphere of responsibility. In my experience, this is also the best way to make business partnerships work in a marriage. I had an opportunity to work under a business that was owned by husband and wife. She started the company and she was over the product, design, selling, advertising the employees. Her husband took care of the physical aspects of the business by building sales booths, working around the warehouse, etc. The wife had to leave the business for a bit because she had a kid and was also applying for med school. The husband took over the entire business in her absence. When she came back, the husband had a hard time letting her take back the reins. He liked where he was at and he thought that he could do it all too. This attitude and instability led them to fighting in front of employees and their own kids. It was unprofessional and had an impact on everyone's lives. A way I could have seen this being prevented is by setting clear boundaries. If they had decided before what each were supposed to have done, this would have solved many arguments. Before she left, they could have set up a plan for how long she would be out and how things would transition when she got back. My advice is that setting boundaries is key to making business partnerships in a marriage work. As long as there is mutual respect, your business can thrive. 
Madison Allred, right there with some great insight into uh, how to make a business thrive as well as a relationship, boundaries, just some parameters so things don't sneak away from you. We're going to be bringing in, I think, somebody we could probably classify as an expert business partner with her husband. Uh, Our guest is Kathy Molo. Kathy is a poet, an author, and she is a nurse. She and her husband, who is a doctor, they have worked together for most of their marriage almost, and uh, that's 45-plus years of working together. Kathy, are you on the line with us? Yes, I am. How are you? Welcome to the program. Thank you. What do you think about this? As As you sit there... You're somebody that's actually made it happen. You've traveled to three countries with your husband. You've, you've made it work. How did you make it work? What is the key to working together as a partnership? Well, I think that, uh, first of all, uh, we, when we got married, we made commitments and promises to one another. Uh, we respected one another. We understood our duties and responsibilities and that family uh, togetherness was what we both wanted, Hmm. and yet we both wanted to be successful in our professions. And um, it was only after six years of marriage that we um, started my husband's practice. Uh, We had managed to earn some equity in real estate, and we put our our money together, we're able to get a bank loan, and we started our business. I loaded up the refrigerator <laughs> with pork and beef and enough food to survive for six months. Oh, wow. And <laughs> Here we go. I, I was the nurse. I was his business manager. So you ran the business. And you were the nurse. He was the doctor. He, he did the doctoring. Uh, we uh, recognized we had to have two cars because life was a constant disruption of the norm. Uh, mm-hmm. He was an obstetrician and gynecologist, so um, oh, yeah, it wasn't get interrupted. just uh, nine to five working together. It meant uh, that sometimes uh, he would have to leave and do emergency surgeries. We would shift the patients. Wow. Um, scheduling um, after work. It meant um, if he had a patient in labor that I would pick up the children from school and uh, take him some food at the um, um, doctor's lounge. Wow. Because he didn't care too much nope. for the hospital food. <laughs> Which is good. Save some money, but then you'd have to get in there and feed him as well. How did this not, how did it not like take over? Every, I mean, it seems like he'd be frustrated with you at times, or it seems like, you know, you wouldn't be able to handle it. What, what else was working? This is pretty phenomenal. Well, I, I would say that I was very good in training our staff so that when family crisis happened, I was able to uh, go and attend to those things as well. Mm-hmm. And um, I had a shower in my husband's office and a sofa, so when he um, couldn't come home, he had a change of clothes. Yeah. And um, picking up the children from school, uh, I had a little room for them with a microwave, and uh, they could have food and start their homework. And they also learned to help in the business as a result of that. You know, do you think, Kathy, that it um, because you were so hands-on, it's you probably had a completely different sense of almost respect for it or understanding for it. So so it wasn't like it was something that was intruding. You realized it sounds like that it was something you were controlling. Well, it was a teamwork. Even we we even played tennis together, but we learned that um 
you know, even in tennis, if um, my husband was serving, I had to cover the front of the court. Yeah. And if he had to come forward, I had to move back and, and cover wherever he was not. I'll see. Uh, what a, and in position. fact, tennis, that's a great metaphor, isn't it? Because you are so dependent on each other and you got to flow. So if they cover one, you got to move. But uh, yeah. it's very, there was just, do you think it was just kind of your personalities that worked or did you have to really work at it? We did work at it. Uh, any relationship, and and most particularly one that encompassed professional and business relationship as well as family relationship, uh, it requires work and commitment, um, and um, uh, and skills. <laughs> yeah. No. Right. I mean, yeah. and so you guys, um, what, how would you kind of formally work on it? Like I've noticed with my wife helping in my business. It, we we don't always make time to formally work on it, so it would, the conversation would sneak into like pillow talk. When we we're trying to go to bed, we'd talk about my business. Did you guys have rules mm-hmm. about that? Well, it seemed that my husband trusted me on the on the administrative part of it. Right. Um, I always, uh, you know, like in nursing function, I highlighted irregular lab results and so on, so that it was brought to his attention, and um, I. Filed the insurance claims. I met with the lawyers and the attorneys, uh, you know, to meet all the legal requirements. He more or less handed the administrative function to me. And so that was kind of where you said, I guess, a role. You're going to take the role of administrative. He'll take the role of doctor. That's right. That's right. That's Mm -hmm. beautiful. And then, um, and then you even got the kids involved. So it was kind of a. It was everybody's now in the game. Yes, I learned this from my parents, actually. My dad owned a grocery business, Okay. and I grew up helping my dad at the store, and my mom, um, well, every weekend, my dad would bring home the overripe bananas, and she would make banana bread and bake it and then send it back to the store to be sold on Monday mornings. <laughs> it was gone before noon. <laughs> yeah. See, isn't that interesting? <laughs> but see, in a way, I kind of like that you've you've had that experience because it, it, in the old days, you w- we'd all kind of work in their, our father's business. I grew up working in my father's business, and it, it, there maybe was something really safe and secure about all of us being together. Yes. And I, I, I was... Uh, Looking at a very interesting cross-stitch that came from my great-grandmother. Now, she had a business, and my great-grandfather had a business. She had a gift store, and my great-grandfather had a lumber business and livery stable. Hmm. They're everywhere. (laughs) uh, But my great-grandmother had a cross-stitch, and it uh, it said, uh, no matter how small it is, no matter how large it is, a family together means home. Oh, wow. And so uh, home for me has even been in the Philippines. Um, uh, my husband inherited uh, property from his dad. We built a home there in, in the province of Aklan. We helped with medical missions together. I um, Now, some things I did myself. I wrote to the uh, Commission on Health because I was observing the deficiencies in the system and how it could be improved. Yeah. And I received a wonderful letter from Senator Webb. Oh, wow. <laughs> for my contributions, yes. But it sounds and, like you uh, had... You'll go ahead, Kathy. Um, uh, 
also, we, you know, our daughter studied at the University of the Philippines, okay. and uh, we were already retired at that time, so we accompanied her to uh, the UP Diliman campus frequently, um, and uh, she got me involved in showbiz. Did she? Oh, that's right, and that's when you got into modeling, and, and you're also yeah. an author. Has Have you noticed that... Um, well, first of all, it seems like you and your husband have very similar mission, a lot of similar values. It's because it sounds like you can, you kind of can, you refer back to family and maybe faith that you share, um, which which I guess Correct. is inherently it's critical if we're going to make building a relationship and a business together work. Uh, it also oh, yeah. sounds like you um, you really bought into his mission about his profession. Since you've retired, has he been able to, you know, reciprocate and um, fill or, or kind of give you the same attention when it comes to your modeling or some of these other these other activities like your author as a poet? Is he being as supportive now? Well, he gives me time on my computer to yeah. do, to do what I want to do. But we have a regular schedule. Uh, we um, listen to the news. Uh, we go for our walk at the mall, we get our, our chores done, yeah. um, and um, uh, one interesting experience I wanted to tell you about, uh, when one is down, the other tries to lift the other one oh, up, great. and um, uh, when we were in a typhoon in the Philippines, and hmm. there was quite a bit of damage to our beach house. Um, he despaired a little bit because he's, he's older than I am, uh-huh. and uh, I'm probably the uh, the rock. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I immediately made a list of things that we had to do and prioritized, uh, again, the management function. Yeah, right. You got on <laughs> uh, it. Function. And uh, so then... Um, it was very, very fortunate because I've always been disaster-minded, and we had money in our safe uh-huh. and uh, plenty of groceries in the cupboards, and uh, there was no electricity, wow. uh, so we had to use our generator. Fortunately, we had a generator with gasoline in it, and we had a gas stove, but the storm came so became so severe and we weren't sure if the ocean was going to come right in onto the ground floor. Yeah. We vacated to the upstairs and uh, took all of our important papers, and I cooked up the food and enough for three or four days and, and water. You and survived. So and we, we came through the storm. Oh. Three days later, the storm ended. Well, that's amazing. And and the whole province of Aklan was in was in a disaster zone. And, and you had kind of maneuvered your way through it. So whether it was storms, uh, OBGYN running an office trying to go deliver babies and make it work, whether it was your kids, your family, you figured out a way to make it work. We so appreciate you, Kathy, um, and your insight, really, and we respect the success you've had. And I seriously love that idea of a family together, uh, where, whatever the size means home. And we appreciate you being on our show. Is there somewhere, if somebody wants to find your book, you, uh, you have a wonderful book called My World of Poetry. Where could they go to find that? Um, you can go to the internet, www.com. 
DorranceBookstore.com. Dorrance, D-O-R-A-N-C-E. Is that D-O-R-R-A-N-C-E. Okay. okay. Book, D- bookstore. Store, all one word. Okay. Dot com. Dot com. Awesome. Uh-huh. And it's $19. Okay. And a portion of my earnings are going to go for the American Cancer Society and oh, American Heart Association. And this is my way of continuing my work as a nurse, even after I leave this earth. Love it. Um, I felt that I could continue to contribute in some way. Um, I hope people 100 years from now will read my book like Emily They Dickinson. will. They will. <laughs> They will. Kathy Molo, so appreciate you uh, being on the show with us. Take care of yourself. Thank you for giving back. And uh, I'm sure you're the gift that'll just keep on giving. Uh, When we come back, we are going to be talking to our own Sean O'Neill, doing a quick little movie review about uh, one of the late movies that's out. And um, he's going to we're going to pick his brain on what makes good uh, family movies. You're listening to The Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. For the 2012-2013 season, BYU Radio is your home for Cougar sports. Don't miss BYU football. Touchdown! Cougars take the lead! Men's basketball. Davies to the middle, and the right hand bump! Women's basketball. Brigham Young University Cougars are the West Coast Conference champions. Baseball. A walk-up grand slam, and BYU wins it! And more. All the major sports, all season long. Only on your home for Cougar Sports, Sirius XM 143, BYU Radio. Good afternoon, I'm Sam McCall for Sirius XM 143, BYU Radio. A report issued today is warning that if Congress continues not to act on the so-called fiscal cliff, automatic increases in payroll and income taxes will raise the tax rate for over 90% of Americans. The report comes from the Tax Policy Center, a think tank in Washington, D.C., which predicts an increase of $500 billion, or $3,500 per household, in taxes for next year if Capitol, Capitol Hill deadlock continues. Automatic cuts to the budget will also go into effect, decreasing deficit spending, but will likely throw the economy back into recession. It does not seem likely that Congress will find a way to extend some income tax breaks before the end of the year deadline. But so far, there's little support for an extension of the payroll tax cuts from the Bush era. House Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi told reporters that the payroll tax cuts were meant to be in place for two years to stimulate the economy and have now run their course. On the last day of the United Nations General Assembly, Syria's foreign minister accused France, the U.S., and others of supporting terrorist efforts in the war-torn nation. The address pointed to calls from Western nations for Bashir al-Assad to step down as the leader of Syria during the course of the 18-month conflict, blatant interference with domestic affairs of Syria, and an obstruction of the sovereignty and unity of the Syrian people. The pushback against the West comes just three days after a side meeting of nations at the U.N. meeting who support the rebels in Syria, which ended with the announcement of new efforts to help end the conflict. However, these efforts are focusing mainly on rebuilding infrastructure and not not providing military aid, which the rebels desperately hoped for. The White House's computer systems were the target of a cyber attack today, but officials are reporting that no classified systems were breached. A spokesperson says the attack was detected early and not permitted to spread. 
The attempted cyber strike was described as a spear-pushing attack, which is where fake emails attempt to gain access to systems through trusted senders. White House officials would not identify who carried out the attack or what was being targeted. The Obama administration is currently working on an executive order that would help new systems to be developed that will make federal systems more secure. You are listening to BYU Radio on Sirius XM 143. I'm Sam McCall. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Little Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers won't back down. Don't you love that song? We, uh, we're, we're playing it for a reason. We're going to take a little bit of a break from talking about uh, starting a business with your partner, your house, well, a little home business. And actually, we're, this movie kind of ties into that does it? a little bit. It's, not, it's not a husband and wife sort of thing. Okay. Uh, but it is uh, two parents trying to start a school. Okay, you're listening to the sultry voice of Sean O'Neill, <laughs> who is our movie reviewer, the family yeah. man movie movie my, reviewer. My, my wife is now rolling on the floor <laughs> laughing. And she's going to be <laughs> laughing even more. She, You have to stick around, because Sean's going to, we're going to spend one block here just talking about this movie called Won't Back Down, and then we're going to have Sean help us out with a study oh, yeah. that's coming up. You, you hijacked me for well, that one. There's I'm a new sorry. study, and I hope your wife is listening, because this is so important. <laughs> The divorce rate apparently is higher for couples that share housework. That's interesting. Yeah, we got to get that into very that. Very interesting, actually. But we, the, we'll save that yeah. little ditty. I don't want to go there too early because I want to keep people listening. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, um, the movie won't uh, back down. Yeah, Maggie Maggie Gyllenhaal and Viola Davis star mm. in this film. Uh, it's a film where uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal has a daughter uh, who's uh, in second grade. She's dyslexic and she has a hard time at school. Uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal goes and asks the principal if she can change classes to a different teacher. Uh, the principal says no. And the no. reason she wants to change to a different teacher is the teacher is sitting there texting like oh, really? all day long. Yeah. So she has so, a special needs child. Yeah. She's sitting in who's the not class. In, who's not in a special needs class. Oh, man. That would make me so mad. Yeah. Um, she can't. She's working two jobs to make ends meet, so she can't afford a private school by any means. Right. Um, the charter school in the area has three three spots open in her grade level. Can't get into one so, of those. Yeah. They do a lottery. You know, there's like 40-some kids huh. in that grade level, and yeah. that's it. Um, so her in desperation, she finds out about this law that's called a fail-safe law. It's in Pennsylvania. Okay. Uh, where if she gets enough support from the teachers and from the parents, she can get a meeting with the Board of Education, and the Board of Education can approve them taking over the school. No, approve this couple, this family? Yeah, this, the teacher. Or the, and, or the board takes over the school. Uh, the, the parents, basically. They, wow. they basically kind of make their own charter a mutiny. school. It's, a it's school, kind of, a school mutiny. It's kind of like that. Well, and a lot of people are viewing it as a mutiny against uh, unions. Yeah, no, really. That's huh. the, yeah. There's so that's there's kind of political there. nuance, right? There now. is. I'm I'm of the opinion the the movie itself within it says you know we're not against unions. Um, we just think that the the system is broken. Yeah, and it needs to be fixed in because, favor of the kids. Yeah, because they also have this bureaucracy that is telling them they can't do this. Right. Because they they almost turn them down. Just because uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal's character, who is dyslexic as well, okay, switches two numbers in this 400-page report. 
Oh man! Yeah. So we got you on a little technicality. Exactly. So they're they're ready to just say no way, uh-huh. just because of those numbers. If so do they so end they up? Do they get permission? Uh, you'll have to watch. And the then movie. they turn it, and then they change it, and then this girl becomes the president. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Am I reading too much into sure. it? Sure. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> so you're not going to tell us. Did you like the movie? I, I really liked this movie. Is it a family movie? You it know, sounds kind of heady. It does. It's a little heady, but there's only one scene that even has anything close to a swear word. Really? It. Yeah. It's it's a little phrase that the teacher says as she's mad at the principal, her boss, uh-huh. and she tells him to go away, basically, and that's yes. it. <laughs> and that's seriously that is the that's it in an entire movie. How yeah. long is the movie? Uh, I, that, I'm not sure. Actually. Did you sleep? You didn't. Sleep I didn't sleep through it. No. Uh, it's remember. about an hour and a half long, probably. But uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal character, she's single, but there's a, a love interest in there. You only ever you see him holding hands and kissing, and that's it. You never, 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 that's never great. a piece Safe. of clothing taken off or anything like that. Because it seems like we've kind of had a dearth of good movies. Yes. Is this is this an upswing? Kind of, but uh, then you have the opposite of another movie coming out this week called Pitch Perfect, oh. which is basically Animal House, Glee, and the <laughs> Sing-Off all in one. Animal House, Glee, and the Sing-Off. Yeah. That's a train it wreck. Was, it, oh, kind of. The singing is good, but there's just so much other drunkenness and, and some lasciviousness. Yeah. There's no nudity or anything. It is a PG-13 movie, but it was very close to being R. Oh, wow. Animal House and Glee. Just that seems interesting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> a frat Glee deal. <laughs> and uh, there are, what other movies? I mean uh, – There's one other one that's a very good family movie called Hotel Transylvania. It's oh, a I've Sony animation that. movie with Adam Sandler playing Dracula. Selena Gomez plays his daughter named Mavis. Uh, let's see. King, uh, um, James. Um, can't remember his name. The comedian. Uh, Kevin James. Plays Frankenstein, okay. <laughs> and David Spade plays the oh, what Invisible a cast, Man, though. and CeeLo Green plays the Mummy. Where they picked CeeLo from, I yeah. have no idea whatsoever. No, he but doesn't seem like a it's mummy. a it's a pretty good movie. Um, at um, uh, Andy Samberg actually plays the human in the movie, and uh, he's kind of funny as well. He's he's kind of a uh, romping around Europe. Backpacking guy, yeah. So it's it's it, this it's is these are all being released thing. this week. That's all this week. They all came out last Friday, actually. That was a busy week. Mm-hmm. And so you would put the Transylvania one second to this um, other well, it depends. Won't back down, won't back down is more of a parent movie. Yeah. Uh, Hotel Transylvania is a family movie. They're both just as good as each other. I think both are just as entertaining, but it depends on who you're going with the movie. And they're both the family with. safe. Yes, they are. Very much so. Not the one. We're not even going to mention the name of the one. No. Just don't have slapstick. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. What uh what what do you think happened? What ha- why did the movies why did the bottom fall out? Where were they I all? I don't know. I really don't know because that's what was so surprising about Won't Back Down for me was that it it it's a clean movie. Uh-huh. I mean, it's something you don't see these days. You don't usually. There's there's this salaciousness in mm-hmm. a film that they try and attract the attention of people by you know putting in and make out scenes and yeah. nude scenes that are just you know yeah, just addition. I mean, I guess they're they, not needed. No, they make it more real, Sean. That's what they. say. Oh yeah, that's real. Sure, it makes it mm-hmm. more real. Yeah, real. Try making it more private. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. Well, less private, well, I guess. Well, it's interesting. Most of us live very private lives. So really, just make it more like our lives. Yeah, sure. <laughs> not out there. Not out there for everyone to consume. But it's not something you have to share all the time. No. 
I don't I don't know why you have to share that all the time. Hey, we're talking when we come back, we're talking about a home business. Hey, okay. Have you have you ever have a home you ever, business? Well no. that's what we're talking about. It's not a home business. Yeah, we're starting a home business. Have I got a business opportunity for you? <laughs> We're starting. We're talking about starting a business with your partner. Uh, you know, out of your home, maybe some kind of shared business. Have you ever done that? No, but I've seen it done. I worked at a radio station. Um, actually, my uncle owned the station, and he and his wife run the station. They still do. Does it work? Station. They've been doing it f- for over twenty-five years. Do they talk to each other? They do. They still do. Yeah. Okay. Here's what we're going to do. This is your chance, Sean, because okay. you're going to stick around for this break. And when you come back, I need you Am to – Am I taking a Cosmo test? Is no, kind of, yeah. Oh, okay. It's going gonna, it's gonna to feel like that. You have to decide um, – well, we're going to talk about housework. Uh-huh. Because we, we've been – on the show, we're talking Something about working Something I try to avoid together as much with as your possible. Partner. And it's, uh, apparently, it's not always a great thing to work with your partner. I guess it causes problems. We've had a guest on just a minute ago that has a great life, does a great job with it. We've talked to some others that struggle. But apparently, it's just as hard to work at home together and to get housework chores done together. I don't know if you know. It seems like more women are doing the housework than the men are. Well, I got some questions about this, but you, we're going to talk okay. about it next segment. We're talking segment. about it next segment. Okay. Divorce rate apparently goes up when you share household chores. Okay. Do you buy it? That's what we're talking about. We'll be back after this break on the Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Next up, the astronaut food that's perfect for babies, and you as well. This is Innovation Now, bringing you stories behind the ideas that shape our future. Back in the early 1980s, scientists at NASA and aerospace contractor Martin Marietta were exploring systems to create oxygen in space through the photosynthesis process. They discovered certain types of algae contained a couple of essential fatty acids that are present in human breast milk. The substances, called DHA and AHA for short, were found to have vital nutrients that promote development of a healthy brain and nervous system, as well as good eyesight. Those benefits make it a valuable ingredient for infants, especially premature babies. Some of the researchers spun off their own company to pursue research on microalgae. These days, baby formulas around the world are enriched with DHA and ARA. Since the nutrients are just as good for us adults, you can also find the additive in a host of other breakfast foods. It's just one example of hundreds of products that were born out of space research that have made their way into our daily lives. And it goes to show that while there's no secret formula for successful research, sometimes the research does turn out to be a formula. Baby formula, that is. For Innovation Now, this is Buddy Rubino. Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA and is distributed by WHRV. Visit us online at innovationnow.us. The Kennedy Center's Global Awareness Lecture invites international diplomats, scholars, and talented individuals to speak on issues affecting the global community. The big problem is not Russia and the United States. What worries me is some of these rogue countries with their crazy dictators. Increase your global awareness, enjoy the insights of extraordinary speakers, and keep up with the world around you by tuning in to Notes from the Kennedy Center, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody. 
to the Matt Townsend Show. Uh, we are talking today about, you know, working with your partner. Should you go build a nine to five business with your partner, grow that business together? And uh, what's the likelihood of that succeeding? We've kind of heard both sides of the story. Before we get too much deeper into the should you build a business together, maybe we first need to talk about should you even, if we can't even do housework together, uh, maybe we really shouldn't be building a business. We've got Sean O'Neill, who is the morning show sidekick. What do they call you on the morning? You're the producer. Producer. Executive yes. producer, producer, probably. And, um, <laughs> but you also end up. I mean I have to wear a tie? You're the sidekick. And I'm wondering why you're wearing all the tights. All sidekicks have tights, tights no. don't they? No. A cape, yes. A cape. I've got the that's, cape that's and the fashion, mask. That's fashionable. That's, not, that's just you looking hot. Um, but with Sean, uh, Sean also does the movie reviews for BYU. Yeah. Radio, and Sean, I have a study. Okay, I want you to. I want your feedback because you're a married man. I finished school. I don't want to study. How many kids do you have? I have four kids. Four kids. Four girls. And a, and a wife that's now home listening. Now this is what the <laughs> new study I, I says. A new study is challenging the conventional wisdom that sharing household duties, such as scrubbing the kitchen and toilets, <laughs> will reduce your odds of divorce. Okay. The study well, basically reduce the odds or increase the odds. It's, it actually increases it, but they're oh. they're they're challenging conventional wisdom that sharing your work together decreases divorce rates. But what they're finding, they found that divorce rates were actually higher for approximately twenty five percent of couples who shared housework equally. That's interesting. I would okay. I would think that's that's that would just be totally the opposite. Isn't that weird? If you're sharing time together. Oh, of course. You know what it is. What? Well, you didn't clean that right. And and some of it might be that. Uh-huh. You, I, you know, this is the way my mother taught me to clean dishes. To have a 25% increase in your divorce rate because we're sharing, that sounds have like— Have you seen the commercial where they, they have to—they're they're fighting over scrubbing the— no. The cupcake tin. Oh, how does it go? Oh, yeah. I think it's, I live it every it's day. A, it's a—you must scrub this first. No, dear, I don't think you have to. Yes, you must scrub it first. <laughs> See, one of the things they're finding is that it's more what they are saying they're actually challenging isn't housework. Everybody should do housework. Everybody should help. But what they get into is – Try and get my four kids to do that. I know. That's the other thing. In fact, somebody's saying, hey, what about our kids doing this? But what they're finding is it's it's this idea. It's kind of the new modern view of marriage. Okay. Is that everything's 50-50. Yeah. That's what they're challenging, and they're finding out that that idea is actually problematic. The people that believe that a marriage should be just simply we do exactly the same, it's exactly equal, those people usually are going to you know, end up having higher divorce Well, rates. that's because I think they're putting an unrealistic uh, – That's uh, not going to happen. No, it's not. It's, it's, just, it's just not a realistic marriage. Yeah. Th- but, but at the same time, you can have 50-50. Mm-hmm. But at times, it's not going to be 50-50. It's going to be 75-25. It's going to be 66-33. Right. It changes constantly. Yeah. And then eventually, I mean, someone's going to get old. Somebody's going to struggle and they're not going to be able to help. So one of the things that I guess we need to make sure we're looking at is it's it's probably not about equality of workload maybe. But it's more about – Mutual benefit. We're both benefiting yeah. in a way that we're okay benefiting. But I think you also need to sit down, which I, now I, I must take my own advice yeah. in this because oh, I haven't done that's it. That's why we hope she's listening. But yeah. Well, if you sit down and kind of identify the roles mm-hmm. a little bit, I think it helps. Yeah. 
Now, and that doesn't mean that you have to go with the no. traditional roles. You're the inside of the house. Yeah. She's the outside of that. I mean, That's we kind could of, swap it. You could swap that. I'm At my house, mm-hmm. it's, it's more – I'm garage and outside of the house. Yeah. And my wife does the inside stuff. Yeah. Although I do a lot of the cooking. I do – because I enjoy you like, cooking. But you, you don't like cleaning. I don't. No. So do you make a lot – like do you use 10 pots and pans? No, I try not to. One? I try not to. Actually, we do a lot of slow cooker meals. Oh, that's the best. Yeah. Those, are, those are fantastic things because you, you put everything in one pot basically uh-huh. and that's it. See, I could And if you way. use here's, – here's a hint for you. Yeah. For, for housework, the slow cooker bag. There, so you just there put are it, bags. You, line you it put with a slow bag. cooker bag. It's a liner. You just pull out the bag, and basically, you just have to wipe out the inside, and you're oh, done. Sean, I think I'm hungry. <laughs> you're making me hungry, man. It's interesting because the same thing that makes our housework work, which is like having roles, yes. understanding the role, um, is the same thing that would make working in a business together work. I think so. Right? Yeah. If you if you know what you're supposed to take care of in the business, mm-hmm. then you know exactly what you need to do. That's like my role here. Yeah, I know, you know what I'm, you're doing. I'm the producer of the morning show. I've got to make sure I've got everything together for the morning show. I also do some traffic stuff uh, for yeah. different stations here. Plus, you've got a lot of roles. Well, I've got to do the movies. Got to do the movies. In fact, I've got to go see another movie tomorrow night. Today you held an impromptu meeting to solve a problem. Yeah, we haven't so solved you, it yet. We but haven't, but you started it. I hope so. You communicated around it. Well, I brought up an idea. Hopefully yeah. it works. We'll, well see if it does. I think those are the exact same things that make business work. I think so too. Well, and home. Uh huh. So we, nobody has to get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> so I, you know, tonight when I'm talking with my family, I'll, we've, you know, we've tried this with the kids. Yeah. Where you, you, you we, we have a door that has that we have magnets on this door that's metal, and you know, this is your assignment. This is your assignment. This is your assignment. This is your assignment. <laughs> How does that? We work? try and yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. It does. <laughs> Yeah. Does um do you have does your wife give you a honeydew list? No, not usually. I try and make my own. Yeah. I will in fact I need to do that now. I've got some things that are kind of backed up on the list. I need to make a list so I can remember. Does she ever just subtly like try to drop them in like, "Oh, it sure would be neat if our Actually, if someone no, edged our the lawn." Last, the last one she did because I had a, one of my daughters was sitting on the edge of the tub and she leaned back and and hit her head on the soap dish oh, that's no. also a tile yeah, and, and broke the thing. I have no wow. idea how she broke this. She's got a strong head. But she head. did that. And, uh, but uh, no, my wife called somebody in and had them replace the tile, and now she's painted the bathroom as well. <laughs> and it's a good thing she she went and picked out – well, she had my daughters pick out the color, which Interesting. that was the first mistake. Did she let you – did she bring you in on this? Did she say, hey, no. I'm doing that? She just surprised. No. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't have allowed the color that they picked. Had she like, asked. what is that? So, is it yeah. mustard? No, it's a it's a it's a it's a green that is. Seafoam. It's like an alien green Ooh. color. Yeah. Ooh. I don't know. In the bathroom. In the bathroom. Yeah, Not my bathroom, luckily. Yes, yeah, so this is the daughter, the kids' yeah, bathroom. Yeah, two younger kids. That's interesting. Have, uh, have has your wife ever sat you down to show you the correct way to load a dishwasher? <laughs> Not yet. My wife put together a PowerPoint presentation, <laughs> and she said, "Hey, you got to watch this, honey." And then we had a we we watched the PowerPoint, and then uh, she you didn't asked see her me, taking pictures of no, the dishwasher. I didn't. And then she actually had me tea. I had to. It was C one, do one, teach one. Yeah, there was a test. I had to teach it to everybody. It was it was totally real, and but it's so great because I didn't know you had to pre wash. I thought our I thought our machine pre wash. It does well. It depends on the newer dishwashers. 
You don't have That's to. That's what I try to tell her. I know. You're, you're, She's okay. not listening yeah, to okay. me. We'll, no. But apparently That's you what don't. that commercial is about. But. I know. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Is that what it's about? You have to pre-wash. No. You, you, that's what I was told. Because if well, not, <laughs> then... Well, it just leaves stuff on the dishes. Yeah. It's exactly. She said, if you don't pre-wash, then why would they sell all of these little yeah. sponges and stuff? Well, that's if you're doing the dishes and you don't have a dishwasher. <laughs> that's for the other people that didn't pay all this money for the dishwasher. Exactly. Isn't that funny? Because they have their standard. That is one reason why I think men are backing off of housework is because if we can't do it right, I think we sabotage it. Sometimes, and we're like, this is yes. hard. Yes. Do I put the cups on the bottom rack or the top <laughs> now rack? Now you sound like my kids. Because <laughs> do the, does the cup go up so the top I, is open or oh, down? I hate that. I hate Don't that. Don't you love like when you open your drawer and it's just full of cups that are full water. of water? Yes. It's just ridiculous. Is it? But, it, you know, you figure it out. Uh-huh. And, um, oh, but, but what's really funny is when your children say, okay, I've loaded the dishwasher. There's, I can't fit anything more into it. And my <laughs> wife will go over yeah. Oh, yeah. and fit the rest of yeah. the dishes in. She's the dish, oh, nut, yes. dish ninja. Yes. She can sneak them in all these places. Uh-huh. That's right. Isn't that interesting? Now, here's a question. Why yeah. are women so better at housework than men? They're not. They would actually – they would slap your face for saying that. I, my wife wouldn't. Well, but see, is she better or is she just actually um, paying attention? That's a possibility. Or is she – I think what it is is maybe there's a female underground ah. where they go to these classes and they learn mm. things like that is dirt or like smell. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if I needed to t- uh, test my child's diaper, <laughs> I would never put my nose near it. But she, my wife, does. Uh huh. See, I would just pop it with my finger and see <laughs> what it feels like. We just, like a we watermelon. Just, yeah, we just go about it differently. <laughs> we totally do it differently. But my wife will literally stick her nose up near the baby's yeah. backside. Yeah, I've seen that happen in church. Isn't actually. that weird? It's just kind of weird. Yes, I think those are gifts. I think we all have been given different <laughs> gifts. And um, but it's interesting too. Did you know that men, when we're dating or cohabitating, cohabitating men mm-hmm. do more housework until they get they married. Get married. So there's something about the role of being married. Is that, that cleave unto your wife thing? Yeah, but it's more like cleave unto the housekeeper. Have you read that? Well, you can get in trouble with your wife for doing that. Well, yeah. You, well, hello. Ask Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that guy. We won't even go there. But it's uh, interesting. We don't. I think part I of what I must clean the house. <laughs> yeah. We won't even get into his interview this weekend. But – Part of the deal is most women are going to want you to clean. So your new assignment oh, yeah. is you got to, we got to clean. Guys got to clean. And ladies, you got to let us do it our way. Well, that's, I've already declared that it's clean the garage day on Saturday for our family. So oh, word. you're bringing them all in. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. See, okay. See, we got to have you back. But my and... wife has to work. Oh, is that why? She's yeah. going away to work. So you're going to have the no, kids. No, she works, she works at home. Oh, she's going to have to work. So yeah. you got to get everyone out of the house. That's what you're doing. Oh no, she has her own. She has her own office room okay. at the house, so she just shuts herself off in the room. And so she's not going to be helping in the garage. Not a lot. Okay, and you're okay with that? Yeah, it's fair. Doesn't it's not about me. fair. It's about mutual benefit, right? And if she's inside working, you're benefiting. Well, we got a new van that we have to fit in the garage. Okay, so yeah, making room for the van. Out, Sean O'Neill. Uh, the morning show producer, family, uh, extraordinary family movie guy that – what do we call you, Sean? Family man movie reviewer. Why can I never remember that? I don't know. 
I, it's just not in my brain yet. Family Man Movie Reviewer. You can get Sean every morning on the morning show, right? That's right. 7 a.m. 9, 9 a.m. Eastern. 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Mountain Time. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will be back after this break with more about how to produce a healthy working relationship with your partner right here on the Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. KBYU-FM, HD2, Provo. Travel the musical road of American history on Highway 89 Scenic Byway. With music from talented musicians from BYU campus and across the globe, Highway 89 brings you the best performances from classical to jazz and folk to rock. Tune in for a musical journey with Highway 89 at 10 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM 143, BYU Radio. Good afternoon, I'm Sam McCall for Sirius XM 143, BYU Radio. The annual United Nations General Assembly left both President Barack Obama and Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu with reassuring news about the continued effort to block an Iranian nuclear bomb. The president now has confirmation that Israel will not attack Iran before the November 6th election, and Netanyahu has a guarantee from President Obama that the U.S. will never let Iran finish making a bomb, even if that means military intervention. Iranian President Mahmoud Ahmadinejad's address to the assembly last week called for a new world order. And while the U.S. and Israel agree on how to deal with the Iranian nuclear program, it was one of the many issues that the body as a whole did not reach an agreement on. Enforcing new food safety standards is becoming a challenge for the U.S. Food and Drug Administration due to a lack of proper funding. FDA Chief Margaret Hamburg says that in order to uphold the new standards put in place by President Obama after a deadly salmonella outbreak in 2009, new policies will have to go into effect very soon. According to Hamburg, implementing the new standards has taken so long because Congress has failed to provide funding for the department to meet the ambitious goals of the legislation. Despite this lack of funding, the FDA is likely one of the organizations that could lose funding when deficit reduction talks resume after the election. Manufacturing is up unexpectedly in the U.S. for the first time since May. An index from the Institute of Supply Management rose nearly a point last month, which brought it into the expansion sector. The positive news boosted U.S. stocks while the dollar and Treasury bonds fell. While the boost is a good economic sign, experts do not expect this to be the beginning of a resurgence for manufacturing. This report does, however, support the expectation that the coming jobs report will show increased hiring last month. Growth may be slow, but the U.S. should avoid another economic contraction. 30 people are injured in California after an Amtrak train derailed when a big rig truck collided with it. The incident took place in the California Central Valley, just south of the city of Hanford, and according to local authorities, no fatalities or critical injuries were initially reported. You're listening to BYU Radio on Sirius XM 143. I'm Sam McCall. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. 
On the show today, we've been uh, dissecting the idea of working with your partner and uh, maybe going to work, doing a little nine to five job and where you can not only see your partner every night and just cuddle up and get all cozy, but you can also spend all day with them, watch them in action while they're working. Is that a good idea? Sounds like uh, a potential disaster waiting to happen. Doesn't have to be on the show so far. Uh, if you haven't heard, we've uh, we've had some people that have really you know suggested maybe not a good idea. We've had another person who's about for about forty years has worked with her husband. Um, as he was the doctor, she was a nurse, and they ran a really great little OB practice, um, and it works. So there are ways to do it, uh, and we're going to be bringing on in a few minutes. A friend of mine who actually is going back to work right now with uh, her cutie. Because what could bring more love into a life and a relationship than working with your cutie? And actually, I've met her cutie, um, and it's not that great of an idea. Marcy Lassig is her name. We'll be bringing her on in a minute. But first, we're going to go talk to our or listen to a great piece put together by Bryce. Now, wouldn't you want to work with your spouse? Somebody asked that to Bryce. And Bryce just flat out said, nope, no way, not going to happen. Then again, he does have a, he doesn't even have a spouse, actually, in the first place. So, you know, that was an easy one. Regardless, he's got some thoughts that he would just love to share with us. Look, I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but I'm about to rant. This is the Bryce is Right. The question is, can you really work with your spouse? I guess the answer to that really depends on how much time you've spent around married people. And the bad news, the more time you've spent around married people, I think the harder it is to really come up with an answer to that question. Let's start things off with a little science. The human mind likes to separate things. We like categories. We do this so that we don't have to think about it as much. For relationships, it's convenient to have work relationships, at-home relationships, pottery class relationships, whatever else you may be involved in. Some would say that it shouldn't matter where you are for your relationships. You should be the same person everywhere you go. And to these people, I say, good luck pulling that off. I'm sure it's achievable, but to anyone who's given it a try, it is mentally exhausting. And it's even harder when you make these relationships collide. There's a show on NBC called Up All Night that had an episode recently that kind of encapsulates this idea. The way the family in the show works is that mom has the job, dad stays at home with their young daughter. Well, at the beginning of this season, spoiler alert, mom loses her job and dad decides to work from home. Do you see how this could cause a little bit of tension? So not only do they have to suddenly and stressfully switch roles, dad is constantly interfering with mom trying to figure out her way of being mom. Hilarity ensues, and like any TV show, it only takes them 21 minutes to figure everything out, but it works as an episode because we've all seen this before. So where the most poignant examples? Well, because I'm in charge of this, I get to pick them, and the first one that comes to mind is decorating the house. I don't think it's a secret that in general, this is not the male forte. Guys are usually minimalist when it comes to this sort of thing. Lots of boxy shapes, the colors are mostly whites and blacks and chrome or other similar metallic themes. I don't know if it's just a style that we all like, or if it's just a simplistic adaptation to the fact that we're no good at making our living space pretty. But when the women in our lives get involved with decorating, get ready, because things can escalate very quickly. And it's even worse when the holidays approach. You had better have Christmas spirit written all over your face when mom hands you that tangled mess of Christmas lights, or she will kick you through a wall. Or have you ever had the opportunity to watch the which tree should we get fight? Dad will be arguing for one that will rival Las Vegas's Luxor in both height and luminosity, while mom is trying to find the right one, even though no one knows what the word right means. But don't tell her that. She'll give you a swat full of Christmas cheer. Or have you ever been on a 
road trip. I can confidently say that there is a positive relationship between the amount of hours spent driving, the number of fights, as well as the intensity of the fights. Here's how it goes. The first few hours are fine. You finally get some time together. You have an opportunity to talk about things that you normally don't have enough time for. Then something goes wrong, and it seems to happen in one of two ways. Normally, one person says something that they probably shouldn't have. Outside of the car, this happens all the time, but usually you can take a moment to get away from the person, or you have something to distract you for a second while you get your rage in check. Or maybe it's some function of the road trip that starts to go wrong, like you guys get lost, you miss an exit, you realize you've forgotten something important at home, the car starts to malfunction, or the weather starts getting bad. This is all very understandably stressful, and when people get stressed, sometimes they lash out. But in a car, you two are only separated by a foot of space at best. There isn't the buffer that you normally have elsewhere. It's simple relationship math, really. The right amount of time together minus the right amount of time apart equals a healthy, functional relationship. Or as I've heard it put, separation is a lot like strychnine. A little can simulate the heart, but too much can kill it. And with that in mind, I'm gonna say that spouses or partners cannot work together. It will push your relationship over the edge. All right, I'm out. And remember, don't forget to be awesome. Good stuff. Bryce Tobin, BT. The Bryce is right. Uh, I think he said separation is like strychnine. (laughs) Now, that is interesting. In all my years, I've never heard it put that way. But that's just the poet in our own little Bryce Tobin. Uh, Okay, so he, he brings some great advice. And, of course, now if he would just get married... Then he could go not work with her, and that would be the perfect combination. Okay, we're we're going to now test some of all of these theories. We've been talking to a lot of people. We are now bringing on somebody that is a friend of mine uh, who, for some odd reason, has chosen to go work with her husband. And I know her husband. Her name is Marcy Lassig. Marcy, are you there? I'm here. Now, you are actually voluntarily choosing to go work with your husband, David Lassig. <laughs> Yes, I am. Kind of crazy, huh? Do you not know him? I know. Everyone keeps saying, you're going to kill him. Why are you doing this? See, and so, okay, people just need to know. We won't give a lot of details, but he owns a large company, probably 50 employees? No, probably 25. 25 employees. Uh, And they they just, I don't, anyway, you can let them know whatever you want, whatever you feel comfortable, but... What are you going... Why are you going back? Are you there to fix something? Are you Ooh. looking for money? Because I know I that's not it. Money. No, you I can always, always use money. For a little spending money. Heavens, yeah. Yes, you can always do that. But you're going back. And well, first of all, what's your job going to be? I'm his personal assistant. Are you? Yes. I did not know that. Yes. To me, I love <laughs> that. It's a joke. Yeah. Okay. You'd be good at that. <laughs> we'll see, won't we? Well, yeah. Okay, you asked me why. Um, I think I'm going back because the opportunity presented itself. And I think that I have been a stay-at-home mom for 12 years. Mm-hmm. And I have loved that. I have appreciated it. I have. It's been such a huge blessing in our life for me to be able to stay home. Yes. But... Now, all of a sudden, I just sent my youngest to fourth grade, and I start to feel every time I send my kids to school, there's a new year starting, and everyone's progressing, and everyone's moving forward, but I kind of feel like I'm stuck in this rut. Yes. And so, when it came, the timing of it just came up, and, and he needed someone, 
And I just was like, pick me, pick me. Pick me. (laughs) I'm ready. I want to do something, and I don't want it to affect our lives. I want my kids to still feel like I'm home. And so we set our hours so that I'm there when they go to school and I'm there when they come home, that they won't feel it, and it'll be just a win-win situation. And This is good. You have a pretty good gig here, Mars. Why in the world would you want to upset that? Right. And I really had to think about it for a week or so, but I'm like, you know what? I'm ready. I want to do something. Well, it's and you're doing it. You're you have you guys sat down and talked about like specifically how we're going to make this succeed? Because I don't know if you know, you know, this doesn't usually go well. <laughs> I know. <laughs> But I keep hearing. But I mean, I don't want to scare you. It's just I think you got to just take charge of it, right? Yeah. And make a plan. Like on the show so far, and you probably weren't able to hear it, but we were talking about respect. You got to really respect each other. You got to have some boundaries. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like you know, because my wife Marty, you know Marty, she she works for me, and it's 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 kind of weird because all of a sudden now when we're just having pillow talk, going to sleep. We'll be talking about our business. Yeah. Don't like it. So you ought to we have some rules. We try not to do that. Yeah, okay. we try really hard not to do that. If there are things that are eating at me the minute he walks in the door, I have to just shut it. Okay. Do you, do you, I, do you have rules I for when you can down. talk? Okay, good. You write it down. I write it down so that I don't forget about it, which knowing me, I'm not going to forget about it, especially if I'm that freaked out. But I will write it down and then schedule a time to talk to him about it when we're going over our things for the day or whatever. Okay, I love that. So then do you have specific times that you are doing your jobs? Like you're actually, are you there? Are you in the office? Yeah, I'm in the office. I'm right across the hall from him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my heavens. People have said that they actually like that I'm there because he's on a little bit better behavior. Oh, no, (laughs) and I actually believe that because you, yeah. Well, and it's not that you're—it's not that you just have a weapons permit either. It's because you're just a great <laughs> human being, right? Right. Right. You, but part of it is you. I think honestly neutralize him, so you probably will make him a better person. Well, that's what we're shooting for. <laughs> yeah. Now the downside is, um, I guess, what happens if they start bringing junk to you? That, I mean, you're just the, you know, you're the executive assistant. You're not supposed to, but in a weird way, you have a lot of power there because you're, you know, you're with the man. Yeah, that's right. You're basically a co-owner of this thing. And so do you guys worry about that? And do you have, have you got a plan to kind of make sure you stay out of that? We really don't have a plan for that. And that's kind of been something that the neighbor said. He's like, Mars, as I'm out. (laughs) chopping down my tree and everything else while he's at football practice. And yeah. He's like, why do you want to just, why do you want to clean up all his crap? What's up with that? And I'm like, what else is new? Yeah, hello. This, yes, this is just what I do. So I guess if I can do it for our business, then. Yeah. And I mean, he, it's a big okay. company and he's got a lot of partners. It's interesting. One thing, I guess, a little advice from the coach is I'd be watching for the systems because the system's going to change a little bit. When when the boss's wife is now there, it's yeah. a different game. Yeah. And, and because there's other partners too, right? And these other partners are going to be looking at like, well, are you, you seem to have two votes now instead of just Dave's yeah. vote. 
But and that was kind of a concern, but I feel like we've had such a great previous relationship with yeah. me and the owners yep. that I think that they know me well enough yeah. to know that I'm going to just kind of try to step back and I bet. find my own business. I'm not going to try to go take over. No, I bet they're actually banking on the fact that you'll neutralize him. You'll turn him into a nice, kind, gentle, yes. cuddly, <laughs> squishy bear. Exactly. <laughs> He's probably going to gain 500 pounds. He's just... We do sit and eat M&M's all day, that's for sure. Do you really? We do. Um, I think One it... thing funny that he said to me as we were just starting this whole thing, his big concern was, he's like, Marsh, you can't go to lunch with me every day. <laughs> and I and I just said, yeah, don't flatter yourself, yeah. because what if I don't even want to? He goes, I still have to have my time and my separation. That's huge. I still have to go with the guys. I'm like, good, go. Good. And you'll Please go with go. other guys. Yeah, See exactly. how he feels about then, that. So then last week, I'm like, I really hate to infringe on your lunch. And I know we haven't been for a while, but there's some things that I really need to talk to you about. So let's go to lunch. And he goes, well, yeah, you know what? It really isn't <laughs> as bad as I thought it would be. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? Thank you very much. See, that's it. So, I think that's the key is you just got to kind of feel your way through it, don't you? Yeah. We and have a pretty good relationship that we can tease and let it roll. And I like that you've kind of set some boundaries. So I, I would even say, you know, when it comes at 6 o'clock at night, we turn those off and we don't touch them again till tomorrow. Yeah. And you know what you ought to say to him just to have fun? The minute he brings something up, say, you know what, hey, can you email me that? Because I'd love <laughs> to talk to you about that. But can you just put it in an email form so I have it documented? That's good. Just see how that good goes. Idea. And then you got to trust. And you know what else I would do is I would make sure that you um, spend just as much time working on your marriage as you do your business. Um, because the marriage, you know, it kind of just naturally dies on its own if we don't take care of it. <laughs> but, but so just make sure you're still going on dates. Make sure you still have um, a way to talk with each other. And I would keep uh, I'd keep going to my counseling program. <laughs> Actually, you've never been, but I really you know, think you I should will. start and keep going because <laughs> it'll change your marriage. Marcy, if anyone can make it work, it's you guys. But I, I like that you're thinking through this much because, you know, the easy thing would be to just get in there and assume it's going to be perfect. But we know yeah. there's going to be problems. We know that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know what? We've both just said to each other, if one of us can't make this work, then we need to just be able to go to the other and just say, guess what? This, this isn't working. This, this isn't working. And then just have it kind of be just that. Yeah. And I know that it might be a lot easier said than done, mm -hmm. but I've, I hope that we would be able to do that. I think you would. just have our marriage be able to still be the same. That's right. See, girlfriend, nothing to worry about. <laughs> oh, no, I don't do you got to know when to We're hold trying. them, know when to fold them. Well, I'm proud of you. It'll work. You're great. And um, again, if you need anything, you can always listen to the radio show on Sirius XM. Or you can always just, um, I guess, call me because now apparently I owe you. Or come to your smart you. life class. Or come to one of my classes because it'll change your life. I'm there. I know it does. I it know. already has. <laughs> See? Well, and that's it. Look, at, it got you a new job. That's right, it did. Actually, it gave me all the confidence I need. All the confidence you need to ask your husband for a job. Exactly. Well, don't, I don't want credit for that, because if it doesn't work out, I don't want to be to blame. Okay. Marcy Lassig, you're, you're the best. Blame. Thanks for uh, calling in or letting us call you and uh, get you on. 
Okay, thank you. Okay, good luck. Keep us posted. We'll do a little update on your job in the next few weeks. Okay. Thanks, Marcy. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Hey, Marcy Lassig, a good friend. Uh, Apparently, she's going to do it. She's jumping off the cliff right into the arms of her husband and to go uh, be an executive assistant. Um, Working with your partner, you know what? It doesn't have to be all bad. I think we can all make it work if we just put our minds to it. We'll be back to wrap up the show today uh, right after this break on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Forty-year-old maps of the moon are getting a modern-day digital facelift. This is Innovation Now, bringing you stories of revolutionary ideas, emerging technologies, and the people behind the concepts that shape the future. Very few things look better today than they did 40 years ago, but NASA has found a way to give old Apollo-era lunar maps a digital makeover that pulls out increased detail, and the enhanced data is being used for a modern-day moon map that you can see with Google Earth. NASA's Ames Research Center's Intelligent Robotics Group developed new imaging software that they've released as free open-source code. With it, they've taken scans of old lunar photos taken during the last three Apollo missions and increased the apparent resolution. This makes the images good enough to add to a growing modern moon map database that can be useful for planning future landings. The same software will also be applied to blurry telescope photos of distant asteroids, popping them into sharper focus and helping identify their characteristics and orbits. In the next phase of the project, NASA Ames research teams will teach their software how to combine the many shots of the same piece of lunar surface to generate informative and immersive 3D mosaic maps from the old 2D pictures. For Innovation Now, this is Buddy Rubino. Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA and is distributed by WHRV. Visit us online at innovationnow.us. Start your day right with Marcus Smith and the Morning Team. We're going to talk about um, just stuff, you know, lots of st- things that show up that, that once we're in your home and they go to somebody else's home and how do they get there? Maybe by way of a thrift store. Join in for conversation on current topics and events from around BYU campus and the world and get your morning talking. Tune into the Morning Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. We're wrapping it up. We've been talking about making it work, uh, building a business or you know, going to work with your partner. How do you make it work? It doesn't have to be all bad. Part of it might be to just have some fairly realistic expectations. Respect each other. Set some boundaries. Learn to talk. If you don't know how to talk, I really wouldn't be going into business with your partner because I promise you it's going to get ugly if you can't talk through it. Uh, But uh, unrealistic expectations might be the best thing to figure out. And one of the problems with our relationships is we have a ton of unrealistic expectations. And I know why. Because we watch TV. TV is going to mess up. Your life, because it gives us this unrealistic idea of what a relationship should be like. So we're going to go through five unrealistic TV romances and pick them apart. John Krasinski picks up the role of Jim Halpert, who falls in love with Jenna Fisher's character, Pam. 
a long friendship that spans several seasons, which turns into a sneaky romance, a secret kiss, a nasty love triangle, and a marriage proposal in the rain at a gas station. Eventually, this happy couple works together, sitting across from each other at the same desk every day, selling paper. Unrealistic relationship number one, Jim Halpert and Pam. What's her name? Uh, Beasley Halpert. Pam Beasley Halpert. Okay. Unrealistic? Yeah. Because I've worked in an office for years, and I never fell in love with a receptionist, so. Well. Can't happen. Well, on top of that, they they do poke a little bit of fun at them having a hard time in the relationship, but they really don't go that plot line very much. So that's I, yeah. And I, I'm, after everything we've talked about today, I really think they would be on each other at each other's throats all day long. Well, plus just with that boss, you think that <laughs> Michael Scott would drive you crazy enough to just quit? You wouldn't be working. Maybe they're united against a com- common enemy. That's it. There. Together we pull him down. Uh, so uh, Jim Halper, I think that I think that's kind of a, f- a fake one. Agreed. I think that's fake too. Bing, fake. Number two. We got a bird notice on you. You're blacklisted. Michael Weston, an out of work spy, falls in love with Fiona, a kind hearted Irish arms dealer. Their on again, off again relationship continues as they risk lives to help solve the problems of total strangers for free. As they set off more explosions in one episode than you'd see in an entire season of the A-Team. Okay, fill me in on this one. I have no idea. I've never You've seen You've never this. seen Burn Notice. No. It is a great show. It's well, the only like action it. show I watch. Burn yeah. Notice? Oh, yeah. I like what, it. Where is it? Miami. And um, uh, he's an out-of-work spy, and so they help people out. Okay. That's what yeah. I just said. They work it's together. Cool. Yeah, I did not know that she was Irish. I think she's Irish. The only thing she, that she bugs me the... is that I cannot, I truly don't know how old she is because of how much tanning she's had. My guess, she could either be like 32 <laughs> or she could be like 67. Are you saying she's weathered? Yes. <laughs> she's weathered. She's in great shape, but, but I have no idea how old. Their relationship just doesn't make sense because he has every enemy in the entire world from the Russians to internal people in the CIA out trying to kill him. He lives in this little unsecured loft. And then she drives around with a trunk full of C4 in her car. Well, sure. And I just – I don't know. That doesn't (laughs) seem like a Right there. You shouldn't date a woman with C4 in her trunk. (laughs) Matt Smith joins 10 other actors who play the doctor, an alien who looks and acts just like a human except he has two hearts. He always travels with a young, attractive woman, but being an alien who's almost 900 years old, he keeps things strictly platonic. Wow. You know what this is telling me is that I don't watch enough TV because I don't know any of these. The Doctors? The number one show in Britain. Really? Well, I don't. I live in the United States. I admit I've caught up with all of the seasons on Netflix. So now I know. Yeah, I like it. I some of the earlier ones are a little bit interesting is as far as special. But effects, this is a workable but... workplace because he's a nine hundred year old alien. He, he looks like a human being. Yeah. Okay. He's not an, an attractive one at that. For well, okay. Let's just then let's make a caveat. So to make a business to work together and make it work, you have to marry a nine hundred year old alien. Well, no. Exactly. In this case, he just keeps his business and relationship separate. So the people who travel with him in his little spaceship, it's a platonic thing. Oh, he weird. He doesn't date but them. But does he not like run into the next city and then all of a sudden fall in love with another 
Well, he doesn't fall in love. He he gets another person to travel with him, but it's always platonic. He just wants to he just show the universe. Yeah. So so okay, you just need a platonic universe world traveler. Well, speaking of another like alien type of thing, when you look at like Twilight, uh-huh. now he's just so into her. Like I know yeah. so many girls have been oh, like, yeah. oh well, he should be really really into me and do all this, and I should just do nothing. Well, he's a vampire. <laughs> exactly, he's a vampire. If like, he vampire drinks diaries, blood, he'll be into too. you. It's just freakish. Vampires. Okay, let's go to the next one. William Shatner is Captain James T. Kirk, fearless starship captain who explores 23rd century space and has to follow only one rule, don't interfere. So how come Captain Kirk strikes up a romance with every female alien on that show? (laughs) Okay, Captain Kirk. Every alien. On every episode. See, every that's time. how come it works. So you can date <laughs> He aliens. only has to follow one rule. Leave the planets alone. Just watch. Well, see, <laughs> but he didn't, he didn't date anyone on the spaceship. No, because he was much more interested in aliens. <laughs> Plus, he'd probably broken up with everybody already. I think already we have an ship. alien so theme. What makes this work is if you want to date someone that's an alien, it will work. It always does. One more. working message. Jim Rockford is a private investigator who speeds around the streets of L.A. solving crimes and dodging the bullets of villains. It's a glamorous life as he lives in a dumpy trailer and drives an old firebird that blows up every episode. And on top of that, he's divorced. I think the point, uh, yeah, Rockford... He never could make a relationship work. That's why he lived in a dumpy trailer, but he'd always dating a bunch but of people. But he was good at what he did. At dating a <laughs> bunch of people? Dating around? Well, no, I meant being a PI. I even heard some of them were aliens, by the way. True story. Just alien. Dating yeah. an alien. Everyone dates an alien. Um, <laughs> I guess as we wrap this up, maybe the real point here is um, you probably just – they don't make television shows about people that are actually having a healthy relationship at work. No, Very it's true. it's all – just a big myth. It has to be dysfunctional in order for it to be has good. To be. Or it has to be out of this world. <laughs> you know, universe. Okay, guys, appreciate that. That was a good little test. A little roundtable with our team here. And as we wrap it up, you know what? You can probably make anything work. If William Shatner can date every alien in space as Captain Kirk, you probably can date and work with the people that you're dating. Uh, you know, maybe the key is just keep your head about you. Don't let it interfere with everything else. Learn to talk. Learn to work it through. Hey, thanks for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow with more here on the Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio.